0: You are listening to audio drama in a darker shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Beyond the life-giving glow of our own sun, the infinite void of dark space stretches to places where reality is only limited by our imagination. It is from these blackest reaches of the universe that we bring you Dark Matter, an anthology of original audio science fiction from Darker Projects.
1: 1950s were a time of great hope and great fear. The Cold War and the not soon-to-be-forgotten horrors of World War II gave rise to a well-documented time of paranoia. This episode of Dark Matter is set in that turbulent decade, when the new frontier of space and the enemies and allies that it must surely contain were coming under increasing consideration. flying spacecraft of unknown origin has crash-landed in the desert. Merciful heaven! The military is investigating, in other news, a mysterious X-Virus has killed another 30 elderly and infirm across four states. Stay tuned to this station for further updates. We now return you to the light tones of Tommy Dorsey and his big band. <laughs> Keep your apron on, Vera. This here's just another one of them space tricks by Orson Welles. You remember when he did that War of the Worlds broadcast seven or eight years ago?
2: Yeah, but... Why,
1: it scared a lot of innocent folk plumb to death.
2: But Sam, it ain't nowhere near Halloween yet.
1: Ain't you learned nothing, Vera? Just cause it's on the radio don't make it so. Now, you gonna stop messing with that radio dial and play, Jim, or ain't you? pilot we are 15 minutes away from beginning landing procedures please return to your seats and fasten your safety belts thank you
2: what the devil were those greys thinking reticulants sir what the aliens are called reticulants greys bullet heads space babies
3: whatever i think calling them greys will be just fine doctor yes sir They weren't scheduled to make another landing for three months, Doctor. Three months! Yes, sir, I know. Well, they've went and muddied the waters now. There's gonna be a hell of a mess to clean up with the press.
2: Yes, sir. This is the first time in four years that they've deviated from their precious protocol. It's odd. I know. I don't like it. Neither do I. Are we going to allow them to pick up the bodies after I've performed the autopsies? Not a chance.
3: This may be our one best hope for studying their physiology up close. (laughs) We'll tell their superiors that the
2: bodies were burned to ashes in the wreckage. I see. And the Grey that survived? Nothing survived, Murdoch. Now wait just a minute. We can't- Yes, we can. And we will. Sir. A corpse is one thing, but holding a living alien life-form prisoner is another. Think about what
3: this opportunity can mean for you, Murdoch. For science.
2: No, sir. He's not a guinea pig to be experimented on.
3: Don't you know, sir, me boy. He'll be well-treated. Besides, benefits to our knowledge and security far outweigh any moral considerations you may have about it.
2: But General...
3: Dr. Murdoch, now is not the time to grow a conscience. It could prove
2: hazardous to you and your family. This is outrageous. Are you trying to threaten me, sir? Damn it. Listen to me, son. I've been friends
3: with your family from the time your father and I were Buck privates until his death at the end of the war. I know that, sir. Then you must know that his family, you and your mother and Bobby, are like my own. Yes, but. But nothing, Peter. I'm trying to protect you. From what? From yourself. You're a doctor, not a soldier. You have never understood the military mindset. This thing is bigger than the both of us. What do you mean? I mean, if you go running off half cocked heart bleeding somebody, probably a lot of somebodies that are much more well-connected than I, are gonna step in and shut you up.
2: The reticulans came to us in friendship, and we are stabbing them in the back.
3: We don't know what their true intentions are, doctor, and don't forget it for all we know, they could be a wolf in sheep's clothing.
2: The only wolves I see around here are us, General Pulse. Well, as
3: soon as we touch down, I want you with that gray. You need to be there when... If... Okay, if it regains consciousness.
2: What do you want me to tell him about his shipmates?
3: Tell him anything. Lie to him if you want. Hell, I don't care. Try to gain his trust, though, and see what they were doing here. You can speak the language, right?
2: I'm adequate. This is a bad business, General.
3: Just do your job, son, and things will be fine. Drive visit to the crash site in Newberry.
1: It's over the next rise, sir.
3: Sweet mercy. Look at those impact marks.
4: Yes, sir. Looks like that ship skipped across here like a stone across the surface of a pond. Pull over here.
2: General Palsy? Major?
3: This is some crash site.
2: Yes, sir. The wreckage was scattered for miles. We've just about finished with the cleanup, though. Good,
3: good. Find anything of particular interest?
2: Well, sir, it's hard to tell. It's also, well, alien, sir. We can't say for certain what pieces are part of the spacecraft and what pieces are the cargo. However, we did find several of these close by one of the dead greys. What are they? No clue, sir. They
3: look like glass rods.
2: Were any of them broken? A few, sir. The ones that were broken carried a few ounces of grayish goo inside. Hmm.
3: Take me to the spot you found the Major. I'd like to have a look.
2: Yes, sir. Right this way. That's weird. What is it, Major?
5: Oh, the goo, sir. Must be
2: the heat working on my imagination. For a second there, I thought the puddle was getting larger. Mm.
5: Dr. Murdoch, it's. er, the patient is waking up, sir.
2: Finally. Gloria, I think it's best if I handle it from here. You may go.
5: Oh, bless you, Doctor. That awful thing makes my skin crawl. It's those almond shaped eyes. They're so black and they never close.
2: Yes, well, good night. Slow down. Easy. Easy. Can you understand me? Stop pulling against the straps. You're only hurting yourself.
5: Where are the others?
2: You... you're inside of my mind.
5: Yes. Do not fear the telepathy. It is a shortcut to allow us to communicate. But I am weak and will not be
2: able to maintain the link for long. The others? They are not here,
5: they- They are dead.
2: Yes, I'm sorry.
5: Does the Council of Elders know we've come?
2: We've been trying to contact them. No reply yet?
5: We must stop it at once. It ends on our professional peace.
2: Well, don't all Reticulans believe in peace? That is why your people reached out to us.
5: No. The Reticulans are not who you think they are. At least, not the Governing Council of Elders. They consider you a commodity, a livestock, and wish to destroy this world and everything on it.
2: You... you don't know what you're saying. That can't be the truth.
5: It is. And if our betrayal is discovered, the Council will hasten to finish the job.
2: But why? Why destroy us?
5: You're too important.
2: Damn it! Stay with me! Is a bad business. Hello, Susan. This is Dr. Murdoch. I need you to put a call through to General Paltz. Priority Alpha. Yes, to this line. Thank you.
1: Roswell, New Mexico. A flying spacecraft reported to have crashed outside of Roswell, New Mexico, yesterday, turns out to be a large silver weather balloon of decidedly earthbound origins. General Pauls of the U.S. Army makes this statement: Meteorological experiments can look strange, even frightening, to the untrained eye. Sorry, folks, no Martians here. <laughs> well, there you have it. This is KRKO. Now, word from our sponsors. General Pauls, the radar machine the Grace gave us is activating. It looks like a vessel is coming into range.
3: Very well. This should prove interesting. Alert the President and warm up the translator machine.
4: Greetings. Is your counsel present?
3: Yes, this is General Pauls. I'm General Eglury. Our respect to the Elders and to you, General. We ask that you accept our apology for breaking protocol. We signaled your ship in error. This is a delicate matter. You must proceed with caution if our peoples are to work cooperatively and in good faith. (laughs) Of course. We understand that the reticulants highly value protocol.
4: We are not referring to breach of protocol. You are attempting to deceive us. Why would we do that?
3: I'm afraid I don't understand.
4: We are well aware of the Roland Diculin spacecraft that crashed in your desert.
2: Hmm,
3: I see. Then you must understand
4: our confusion about why it broke protocol and came unannounced. The spacecraft did not have our approval. Those aboard are criminals and must be returned to us. Well, unfortunately, all aboard were killed in the crash. Your attempts at deception
3: dishonor our alliance. General Idluri? We don't appreciate your lecturing us on ethics. We have reason to believe that it is you
4: who are trying to deceive us. Meaningful contact with your planet has caused great division on reticuli. Why? Many see you as a potential threat in the future. A threat? No, we want to be your allies, your students. We pose no threat to you. There are those amongst us who think much differently. Like the ones who just crashed here? Yes. We believe that they came here to do your people great harm. Perhaps they have already put their plans into motion. Do not be persuaded by their deceptions. We will never know. It's as I've explained
3: already, they died in the crash.
4: Very well. We will come and reach your wreckage. You're welcome to it. I look forward to seeing you in person. We will arrive in two days at the standard location. Until then, General.
1: That's it, sir. They've broken communication. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen, Dr. Murdoch. Anything that stuff touches, and I mean anything. ...is reduced to thick, gray matter in minutes.
2: Is it eating, excreting, or multiplying?
1: Unknown, sir. I've wondered if it isn't somehow rearranging matter at the subatomic level.
2: That's a possibility, Dr. Green, but if so, for what purpose?
1: Unknown, sir. Well, you can bet your
3: bottom dollar that our little space baby knows.
2: The reticulant is still unconscious and totally unresponsive.
3: Yeah, I bet he is.
2: What's that supposed to mean, General? It
3: means I don't trust your new friend, Murdoch. He's playing possum while that goo out there is spreading like wildfire. It may wind up killing us.
2: I shared a telepathic link with the reticulum, sir. I didn't sense any deception on his part.
3: Oh, well, hell, son. Now you're an A-number-one card-carrying psychic. (laughs) Why doesn't that make me feel any better?
2: I'm telling you— No, I'm
3: telling you, Dr. Murdoch. You wake that gray, bug-eyed alien up, and you do it right now, by any means necessary. But
2: I could accidentally kill him.
3: You're a doctor. Figure it out. You've got three hours, Murdoch, and if he's not awake and spilling his guts about that gray goo, I'll kill him myself. Understood?
2: Perfectly, sir.
3: Get to it, Dr. Green. I want you and your best team to figure out how to arrest the growth of that alien gunk. Do whatever it takes.
1: Yes,
2: sir. Urine analysis, x-rays, vital signs, all completely useless. I have nothing to compare this stuff to. Where to even start?
5: Damn.
2: You're awake. Oh, thank God. I didn't know how I was going to revive you.
5: I was in a healing trance. We have incredible recuperative powers compared to your own.
2: We're in big trouble.
5: I am aware of the situation. I can absorb your thoughts faster than you can speak them.
2: I'll undo your restraints.
5: The gray matter that you are concerned about... Is a machine we brought to counteract the effects of the poisoning in your atmosphere.
2: Poisoning? Yes. Why would the Reticulans poison our atmosphere?
5: The galaxy is at war. The Reticulans have many enemies.
2: Well, we're not one of them.
5: You are neither friend nor foe. You are simply a resource.
2: You mean the Reticulans want the Earth for themselves?
5: No. The Reticulans wish to destroy Earth before the Dras can reach it and use humans as food and slaves for their invading army. The space is vast between their planet and ours. The Dras need all of your natural resources for their war effort.
2: That still doesn't explain why the Reticulans would poison us instead of taking over the Earth ahead of the Dras.
5: We have been at war with many species for a millennium. We can't spare the soldiers or weapons it would take. It is much easier to annihilate this world, and in doing so, cripple the Dras's war effort.
2: That machine you spoke of? It's gobbling everything it touches. It's going to destroy us quicker than whatever's in the atmosphere.
5: Not if we can finish programming the microbots' subatomic instruction sequence.
2: Microbots?
5: The gray matter is actually composed of self-replicating robots that use subatomic particles and rearrange them into anything we program them to be. In this case, it is a purifier for your atmosphere.
2: Remarkable.
5: We must get to the wreckage. I need to collect the remainder of the Microbot files, and their Mm. sequence instructions.
2: It won't be easy. The wreckage has been collected and put in a hangar bay under guard.
5: If we don't complete the purifier code soon, it will be too late. Too many toxins will have built up in human and animal life to reverse the process.
2: What's going to stop your people from shutting down the machine once they get here?
5: Our work will be done by the time they arrive.
2: Couldn't they just begin the process over?
5: They will not have the time required. Why not? Because, Murdoch, the dross are on the march. Time is running out.
2: Hmm, well the first thing we need to do is smuggle you out of here. This might work. Help me unload this equipment. We'll put you in here. I hope you're not afraid of confined spaces. Don't move or make a sound until I let you out. Here we go. Where did I stow that sedative? Ah, here it is. This stuff will stop a hippo if I can get close enough to use it. This is Dr. Murdoch. I need some help loading some medical equipment. Can you send one of the orderlies down to 117? Thank you, good night. Out now.
5: We must hurry.
2: What does this stuff we're after look like?
5: Four small tubes of glass and a computer that will fit in the palm of your hand.
2: Look at all of these racks. This is gonna take too long.
5: Let us begin our search over here. Why not over there? The guard was making his rounds in this vicinity when he saw it lying on a shelf.
2: He was? How do you know for sure?
5: I saw the image in his mind.
2: Then you must know where it is!
5: Not precisely. I didn't have sufficient time to completely absorb the information.
2: You always have one more trick up your sleeve, don't you?
5: Reticulans do not wear clothes.
2: Well, it's a human expression.
5: I was replying with reticulum humor.
2: Now I know for sure we're all going to die.
5: Keep searching.
2: Look at this. Is this the control box?
5: Give it to me. Yes, it is. And it's undamaged. The tubes with the micro-machinery should be nearby. Here they are. Now we can finish the Grey Matters programming.
2: Excellent. Let's get out of here.
3: That's far enough.
2: General, Pulse. No, wait. You don't understand. Oh,
3: I understand. Perfectly. Joseph. No. I told you, son not to be a bleeding heart now you've forced my hand and this is going to have a bad ending
2: the Reticulans are trying to kill us nikari has come to help
3: that's why you're both about to bite a bullet
2: you you're a traitor you've been conspiring against us all along
3: step back everyone the doctor has had a moment of clarity
2: but you'll die too the
3: Reticulans are going to save me and those of my choosing in return for my cooperation They promised to move us to a safe world. What's left of this one will go to the dross.
2: You're a fool, Paltz. If they would extinguish a whole planet, just so it doesn't benefit someone else, they will have no problem with killing you.
3: You'll never know, will ya? It's gonna pain me, son, to tell your mother about how this reticulant scum took advantage of your bleeding heart and then stabbed you in the back.
2: Go to hell.
5: He's already there.
3: What are you doing? Stop staring at him. Stop it. Get out of my mind, you alien freak.
5: Now get the clock,
3: me. Fuck. Spider. fighters.
2: Akari. Oh, no. No,
5: you're shot. I'm afraid, Murdoch, that I won't recover from this injury.
2: But the purifier. I don't understand the technology. I can't do this without you.
5: I have one last trick up my sleeve, Murdoch. I will imprint the knowledge of that which you need to know into your memory. It's up to you now. You must prepare for what is to come. Take my hand.
2: Oh no. I'm so sorry, Nikari. I'll finish the job you started. I promise. I've got it, Green! I've got it!
1: You've got what, sir?
2: I know what this gray matter is. What it does. What it's supposed to do. How? What is it? You are correct about this stuff working in the level. Yes.
5: Reticulum craft approaching 35,000 feet and dropping fast. Here she comes.
4: They're offended. This is an acceptable breach of protocol. Why weren't we informed of this? Our apologies, General.
0: It happened quite abruptly,
4: but he sends the good people in particular a message. A message? What nonsense is this? What message?
0: The message, gentlemen! Storm the ship, man! It's been a real pleasure, fellas. Yes, sir. A real pleasure.
5: President, you're on the radio waves in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
2: Good evening, America. Strange and terrible events have unfolded recently, and it falls upon me to explain what has happened and what is yet to come. Brace yourself, because
1: what I'm about to tell you is no joke.
0: You have been listening to Dark Matter. The Gray Matter, written by Charles Pratt Jr. Featured in the cast were Garrett Slevin as the reporter and the president. Emily Ledley as Vera. Tim Gillick as Sam and biologist Green. Harry Whittle as the pilot. Bill Holwick as General Pauls. Chris Peterson as Dr. Murdoch. Ellie Hirschman as Newberry and additional voices. Zach Thuster as Major Franklin. Laura Post as Nurse Gloria and Alien. Andre Kuznetsov as General Etlury and Mark Brzee is General Miller. The series was produced and directed by Paul Manning. Post-production by Matt McLaren. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production.